Good evening, sports fans. This is Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. And guys, boy, do I have a full slate of stories for you, full of a lot of intrigue and a lot of head-scratching. Uh, let's get to it. Right away today, Greg Schiano was apparently being, uh, it was being finalized that he was going to be the next head coach at the University of Tennessee. Well, today, uh, that is no longer the case. Uh, from an article of Sports Illustrated, uh, we can argue about whether the majority of the Tennessee fans who revolted to the idea of volunteers since squelched hiring of Ohio State defensive coordinator Greg Schiano really were incensed, as they claimed because of Schiano's alleged role in the Jerry Sandusky scandal, and an accusation of a years ago comment was never investigated, and Schiano was never fully accused of any wrongdoing because he was accused by double hearsay. Unfortunately, we'll never know. He also denied those claims, by the way, but we'll unfortunately never know the truth in the matter. We also will never truly know if this is why Tennessee fans rose up Sunday or if they were angry for football reasons because Shiana went 68-67 at Rutgers and got blown out by former Vols coach Butch Jones' Cincinnati team near the end of the tenure there. The article doesn't go into detail about Shiano's NFL career, which did not see much action or didn't much see much success, rather, uh, in Tampa Bay for the Buccaneers. He was later fired. So there's the business side of it, and it also brought up uh, the football side of things. I personally think Tennessee fans are upset because they're sitting there hoping and praying that these John Gruden rumors or groomers are true, and that they're going to somehow land a uh, sports broadcaster who hasn't been co- who hasn't coached a lick of football in ten years, and bring him out of retirement to coach a program that is seeing a lot of upheaval, that has a rabid fan base that will turn on you in a second the s- as soon as they don't see any success. That's then again, that's most SEC programs, by the way. A, a fan base that. I don't, I don't, a, a program rather that has not seen much success in Butch Jones' tenure, even though Butch Jones was landing at top 10 recruiting classes year in and year out. That's not going to happen. They're not going to land John Gruden. Who else do they think they're going to go out and get other than that's so much better than Greg Schiano? Now, I personally could see them going out and trying to get Kevin Sumlin, as he has just been relieved of his duties at Texas A&M. A horrible decision by the Aggies, in my opinion. Or maybe uh, they could go after the Florida State head coach, who is apparently in talks with Texas A&M. I forget his name. I don't know why I am forgetting his name right now. He's a pretty, pretty head pretty popular head coach Jeff Fisher Jeff Fisher that's who I was trying to come up with sorry about that guys maybe Jeff Fisher just because of all the the movement in the coaching carousel but in the end I don't think Greg Shiano would have been that bad of a hire yes his record of 68 and 67 isn't gaudy it's not something that's you know shiny and new it's not something that is that impressive by elite standpoint something that sec fans crave but it's you got to remember Rutgers before greg shiano was there there was nothing about nothing good about that football program and yet greg shiano turned that program into a perennial winner 
they may not have gone to big bowl games, they may not have gone to a national championship, but they were always in bowl competitions, and they were always winning seven-plus games every year. And for a coach to do that, that takes a lot. And Rutgers became that R logo. Everybody knew it simply because they would win year in and year out. I remember when they beat South Florida, who was overrated at the time, number one South Florida, at home. That was one of the most highly anticipated games of that season. It was a weird season, but in the end, Rutgers got the win, and they were in the top 20 at the time, too. So for people to sit there and tell me that Greg Schiano can't coach football, by the way, he's coaching at Ohio State right now, uh, defensive coordinator. Those people don't know football. They really don't. Greg Schiano can coach, and he would have been a fine hire for Tennessee, even though these fans are throwing a temper tantrum that they can't have John Gruden. Now, Tennessee is not the only job opening out there. There's lots of other openings in this coaching carousel that are extremely interesting. We all know Chip Kelly went back to college football as he took the job at UCLA. It's going to be very interesting to see how he fits in with that program. Last we saw him uh, in college, we saw a very fast, fast paced offense. They were trying to get a playoff every 24 seconds, and he was always able to bring in that very talented quick athletes they played a very fun style of football so it's going to be good to see that come back to the Pac-12 maybe not as a Cougar fan but in the end it's going to be fun to see his style of football come back and see what he can do with UCLA and the Rose Bowl see if they can make them a contender down in the Southern Division time will tell but that was a fantastic hire by UCLA and that in the end is why they fired Jim Mora you know towards the end of the season instead of waiting so they could get a shot at him because Florida was doing their best to hire Chip Kelly. Jimbo Fisher is a guy that apparently is being courted by Texas A&M after they fired Kevin Sumlin which I still think was a stupid move. Kevin Sumlin by the way could be a play at Nebraska potentially. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where else he might get an offer from but I think Nebraska could be a good fit. Back into the Big Ten, he was a linebacker at Purdue, so we could see Kevin Sumlin there. He's too good of a coach to not have a job, and he's a dynamic recruiter, so he could fit into any region. Stay tuned for Kevin Sumlin. But again, Jimbo Fisher is apparently being contacted and recruited hard by Texas A&M. They're prepared to throw a lot of money at him, and I'm not sure if he's in the mood for a uh, rebuild in Tallahassee. Uh, apparently the fan base and the administration is frustrated by the where by where the program is. Obviously they struggled this year. They're four and six and just three and five in ACC play currently. And uh, Fisher has been very unhappy about the program's facilities shortcomings. Uh, he has plenty of opportunities to bolt from Tallahassee now. So will he do it? That's we're just gonna have to wait and see. Scott Frost, UCF head coach. He is a former Nebraska quarterback, a Chip Kelly protege, and has led a a resurgence at UCF where the Knights are 10-0 and ranked 15th in the playoff rankings. Frost's team leads the nation in points per game at 48.2. And in 2015, the year before he arrived in Orlando, they averaged under 14 points per game uh, and went 0-12. So Frost is likely... uh, in play at his alma mater 
along with Florida, although he just turned Florida down. So many are speculating that he could be the next guy at Nebraska, which as a Washington State guy and a Mike Leach fan, that's fantastic because I really don't want Mike Leach to go anywhere. Uh, the Washington State Athletic Director, Bill Moose, was hired at, by Nebraska, so many are speculating maybe they can lure Mike Leach away from the Palouse. Hopefully not. He, he likes Pullman, and he is, his team next year could be even better than this team that's sitting at 9-3 and three currently. So, great news if Nebraska hires somebody else by all means. Dan Mullen moves from Mississippi State to Florida. I don't like these coaching moves in conference. That seems like such a stab in the back. Dan Mullen has done a fantastic job at Mississippi State, so though, so if anyone's earned it, it's him. They're sitting at number 14 in the playoff rankings, higher than any other three-one-loss team or three-loss team. Urban Meyer protege knows the SEC well and has proven to be an excellent developer of quarterbacks. Uh, he's interviewed for several bigger jobs over the years, but has been un unable to land them. So, Florida, he's got it. There he goes. Congrats to Dan Mullen. Uh, that's kind of all we're seeing right now as far as the coaching carousel. But, again, Tennessee's still open. So, we're going to, uh, apparently, I think, Brett Bielema has been fired from Arkansas, or at least there's rumblings that he's going to be fired from Arkansas. So, he's a fantastic coach that a program could look at. A lot of intrigue in this coaching carousel this year uh, when it comes to NCAA football. Guys, if you thought I was done talking about coaches being fired, you're wrong. This is in the NBA now. David Fisdale, the Memphis Grizzlies head coach, has been fired on Monday after the team started 7-12. and The team is currently in a run of eight straight losses, including a 98-88 defeat of the Nets on Monday, in which Fisdale benched center Mark Gasol in the fourth quarter. Apparently, that is where the problem started. Um, the, according to general manager Chris Wallace, uh, he announced this Monday, today, that uh, assistant J.B. Bickerstaff will be named the interim head coach. Uh, quote, after a thorough evaluation, I decided to change in course uh, was necessary to move forward and provide the team and organization its best chance at success this season and beyond, uh, Wallace said in his statement. And the move caught many around the league by surprise, including a few of Fisdale's former players when he was an assistant at Miami. D Dwayne Wade, currently with the Cleveland, and his teammate LeBron James. Uh, both of them are extremely unhappy with the move. LeBron uh, tweeted out, quote, I need some answers. Feels like my man was a fall guy. And I honestly agree with him. You look at the <clears throat> Grizzlies roster, and I just don't see a playoff contending roster. What, what do you expect the coach to do? To wave a magic wand and suddenly this team's going to go undefeated? No. They started out 5-1, and one, but that's when Mike Conley was healthy. He is currently nursing an Achilles injury that has kept him out since November 18th, I believe it was. And since then, they've gone on this slide, and people are acting, or excuse me, the Grizzlies are acting like it's a shock that this roster can't keep up without Conley. Now, I understand that they want to keep Mark Gasol happy, uh, as he was pretty unhappy when he was benched. Uh, let's see, there's a direct quote in here somewhere from Mark Gasol. 
Any second now. Oh, here it is. Quote, it's a first for me, trust me, and I don't like it one bit, said Gasol. Uh, he leads Memphis in points, rebounds, and assists. So understandably, you want to keep him happy. But to fire your head coach just because your all your star player was a little disgruntled after being benched in one game, it's one game, Mark. For God's sakes, these guys are spoiled brats. Deal with it. You got benched once. The coach had a reason for it. It Move on. It's one game in an 82-game season. It's not the end of the world. It's not something that should accumulate or move into the next game. As my favorite coach, Coach Popovich, always says, each game is its own entity. Move on. Goodness gracious. There's a bunch of babies in this generation. It, may, it drives me crazy. So... Clearly, Fizdale's the fall guy here because last year they were in the playoffs. Uh, Memphis let Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, and Tony Allen leave as free agents and sign Ben McLemore, Tigerique Evans, and Mario Chalmers to retool the roster around Gasol and point guard Mike Conley uh, to give Fizdale a faster lineup. That's all great. But in the end, they also lost experience. McLemore has not been producing like many thought. Uh, Fizdale overall accumulated a record 50-51. and 51. And the Grizzlies last year, as I mentioned, reached the postseason. Uh, they lost to San Antonio, which was not, it's not a, a bad thing to say. The Spurs constantly are moving to the deeper end of the playoffs. And the Grizzlies gave them a fight. So I think this is a bad move by Memphis. And I really don't understand why NBA teams feel the need to throw these coaches under the bus. We saw this with uh, Dave Yeager. Uh, also a former Memphis coach, he his team was riddled with injuries and they get swept in the playoffs, so they fire him. By the way, the Spurs also swept them in that series. And they blame the coach. Why? Why is it the coach's fault that this roster is talent depleted? Why is it the coach's fault that this roster is just hammered with injuries right now? How is he supposed to overcome that? Why is it his fault that uh, his baby of a center got hurt feelings over being benched in one game in the fourth quarter of a game that really they did not have much chance at winning in the first place so if you look if you ask me it's definitely not the coach's fault and the Memphis Grizzlies made a mistake by firing Dave Fisdale and it's a good thing they owe him some, some money still his contract three million dollars he's owed this year All right, that's enough talk about coaching carousel and movement as far as coaching is concerned because it's time to talk football. Uh, the Texans and Ravens take play tonight at uh, 8.30 Eastern time, Monday night football, and uh, I am just not excited for this game, if I'm being honest. We look at these offenses, they are terrible. <laughs> the Houston Texans uh, last game defeated the Arizona Cardinals 31-21, to but both offenses in that game are pretty mediocre. The Cardinals starting a Drew, or oh, excuse me, Blaine Gabbert. They were starting Blaine Gabbert in that game. Uh, he's a career backup, and Tom Savage was the other quarterback in that game. Those are just guys that you don't really want to see leading the way for your offense. And we're gonna see Tom Savage again tonight, taking on Joe Flacco, who I'm not sure. Obviously, I don't think people still call him elite because he's not. Uh, but in any case, the Ravens have been doing pretty well uh, the last few weeks as they have picked up wins. Um, whoops, missed that. 
as they have picked up wins uh, against uh, the Packers. Uh, they beat the Dolphins 40 to nothing on Thursday night football. They did lose a close one to the Tennessee Titans, but the Titans are nothing to sneeze at as they are tied for first in their division with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I expect Baltimore to come out and uh, have their way with the Texans tonight. Uh, the Texans, their defense is good. That's going to keep them in the game. But I think that Baltimore's offense is just good enough to get them over the top in this one. So I look for a very low-scoring game. I look for a very boring game, if I'm being blunt about it. And I'm looking for the Baltimore Ravens to win this game by a score of 17-13 over the Houston Texans. Uh, I don't... You look at Baltimore's offense, none of their receivers are in the top 70. And a lot of part of that is because of Joe Flacco and his inability to find them. But... On the flip side, he doesn't have a lot of time to throw it in a lot of these situations. He doesn't trust the offensive line because a pro bowler left tackle went out earlier in the season to injury. And since then, they just have not had any rhythm. So uh, this is a big game for the Ravens, sitting at 5-5. Five and five. The Texans, in my opinion, are all but done, sitting at 4-6, and six, almost three games back in their division. Look for the Ravens to come out top in this one. In a, again, as I mentioned, in a close game, close game. Uh, moving on, the NBA is in action. Currently, Cleveland leads the 76ers 46-37, to and this matchup has a lot of intrigue because it's in Philly. Features LeBron James versus Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is guarding him tonight, and let's see how he's doing ha uh, partway through the game. LeBron James apparently not doing very well. LeBron with 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists for the Sixers. We look at Joel Meade leading the way with 8 points and 3 boards. Again, this game is in the first half. Cleveland leads 46-37. to 37. Let's see here. Elsewhere, the Detroit Pistons lead the Boston Celtics 27-19. That's early in the first. Uh, Boston leading the Eastern Conference with an 18-3 record. And Detroit coming in right behind them with a record of 12-6. They have had a very good start to the season. Uh, many not expecting that in Detroit. So uh, look for that. We'll try to keep you posted on this game. Uh, this holds a lot of intrigue and star power. And that, uh, the Warriors are again in action tonight against the Kings. Should have no problem. Rockets taking on the Nets tonight. And the Spurs taking on the Mavericks. And that kind of wraps up the NFL, or excuse me, the NBA action. Last but not least, one thing I wanted to mention was the college football playoff standings. They were released today. The top five are as follows. Number one, Clemson. Number two, Oklahoma. Number three, Wisconsin. Number four, Auburn. And number five, Alabama. And I respect these rankings. I think they got it right. I think Clemson is very deserving of this number one ranking. Uh, they will take on seventh-ranked Miami in the ACC championship game, so that will decide that there. Oklahoma takes on TCU in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Wisconsin goes up against Ohio State. And Auburn takes on Georgia. So this coming uh, conference championship week is going to have all the answers for us. But I think they got this top four right. Wisconsin is undefeated. They deserve to be here. Oklahoma has made up for that one loss to Iowa State early in the season. Clemson has come back from that loss at Syracuse. And Auburn, even though they have two losses, they are on fire as of right now, defeating even Alabama it pretty handily and Georgia the week before that two number one teams boom boom 
And guys, thanks again for tuning in to Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. Feel free to follow us on Facebook. Our page is called You Pick It. My brother and I, Dawson, run the page. And uh, we try do our best to post the uh, day's stories, uh, storylines, uh, news, rumors, etc. And then obviously projections where we hope to get your votes and whatnot. Uh, that was my son in the background who is now coming into the room making an appearance. Anywho, uh, we would appreciate your follow. We would appreciate your like. Uh, and thanks again for listening to Garrison Talk Sports. Feel free to call in to the station if you have any any requests, any feedback, etc. All of it is appreciated. Uh, have a great rest of your Monday night, guys. A lot of sports to watch. And I will see you guys later.